Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, returns to continue our Hindsight 2020 series. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message. Amen. Can we welcome him today? Come on. Isn't God good? <laughs> Let's say hi to our South Shore campus. Give him a big hand. And Plant City, what's up? Woo! God bless you. I am delighted to be with you. And if you're brand new here at the Crossing Church, uh, it's like a new introduction each time I come because I've been out for a long time. Uh, I, this last year, I had four uh, major surgeries, and then I got back in the platform for a couple of weeks, and then I got sick. And so I'm back again, and I'm very grateful and thankful to be here. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Um, Why don't we pray today? Father, we love you. Thank you for all that you are doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. And we are expectant. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen Amen and amen and amen. Uh, So I was prepped. I was ready. You know, you go to school and you learn how to prepare your message during the week. And then you give your message to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can do what he wants to do with the message. Uh, and so yesterday, we have services on Saturday, yesterday at about three o'clock, I was, I was prepping, I was getting ready with my final turns, sort of practicing what I had, and the Lord, so I was, I was, I was in the shower, does the Lord speak to you guys in the shower? Yes. I was in the shower, and it's just always, he's just like, whoop, you got nothing to say to me. He, he said, you're not going to preach that message, you're going to preach this one. I was like, which one? So he changed the whole script. He just, he flipped the script on me yesterday afternoon. I heard a message by a lady named Priscilla Schreier. She is an incredible woman of God. And it's been pinging around in there for a while. And so the Lord said, just take that construct. And then, so I'm going to use her construct today. I'm going to use what she taught. She, she's a, she just a fabulous, fabulous teacher. And here's the reason why I feel like, now next week when you come, I'm prepped and ready to teach you about how to receive a miracle, okay? Come next week, we're doing that one. How to receive a miracle next week. Next week is miraculous. This this week is on the fly. This week is like a pucker factor for the pastor, okay? That means, what am I doing? So... So, so what God wants is, is he wants us to be able to stand in who Jesus is. Amen. And here's, so, so I was convinced on, actually on the drive to church, I was still unsure. I was like, miracle message or message that you just asked me to do? Miracle message or, or, or this one that's on the fly? And, and so the Lord gave me a picture. And here's, here's what I think the picture is. 2020 was terrible. 2020 was just nuts. It was stressful. It was difficult. It, it was, it was I, I mean, so, it, it was, you know, uncertain. So many things upside down. I mean, how in the world would we start the year without TP? Yeah. <laughs> nuts. You remember the run on TP? Like, how, 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 how fragile is this life? We're worried and busted and broken and all those things. And we were like, good, hindsight's 2020. 2020 is in the rearview mirror. Woo, 21. And then it got crazier. 
We started 21. It got crazy yet again. And here's the news. It might get more crazy. But I know him who was from the beginning. I know him. And I know he's on his throne. And I know he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And I know he's the prince of our peace. And I know we need him. If you've got a Bible, grab it. Go with me to 1 John. 1 John, the book of 1 John, towards the, the rear of the Bible. 1 John, 1 John chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 12. I'm going to start in verse 12. And the context for the scripture is the writer is saying to believers, he's saying, listen, I want you to, I want you to know this. The, the, the pretext before it and the post-text after it says these things. And, I, and this is very important because I want to close with this. It says, listen, if you think you love God, it talks about light in believers. If you think you love God and you hate your brother, you're deceiving yourself. So, so do we need that as a nation? We, we, we have gone crazy. We've gone flat crazy. And then the post text says, and if you think you love Jesus and you live for the world, that means you're consumed with the things of the world. And I, I'm, I don't know about you, but some of the things of the world were stripped from my life in 2020. <laughs> We just discovered, wow, I don't need that. That's not important. What's really important is, is Jesus. What's really important is family. What's really important is, is just us being safe and sound and healthy, right? That, that's the pretext and the post-text for the scripture. That's why it's written. To encourage believers because there were false believers teaching in the church. Can, can I say something to you? There are false, false teachers. <laughs> there, there are false teachers too. <laughs> There are false teachers in the church teaching garbage <laughs> because we've gone away from the text and we think that we could be believers and live any old way. We could live any way we want to and then, you know, we're, we're good to go. That's false. We can live in Jesus and we're safe and sound in him. So here's the text. Let me jump in. Verse 12. 1 John 2, 12. I'm writing to you, dear Children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. 13. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, verse 14, because you know the father. I write to you, fathers, another reiteration, because you know him who's from the beginning. And lastly, again, to young men, I write to you, young men, because you are strong in the word of God. You're strong in the works of God, and the word of God lives in you. And you have, finally, overcome the evil one. You've overcome the evil one. So in our culture today, this first scripture in, in verse 12, I'm writing to you, dear children, it's not, uh, you would think that it was chronological age or that it was children. We're going to break that down in just a second. And in our church, we've got a thing called bigs, middles, and littles, okay? If you're a big, it means that you're a seasoned Christian. You're a seasoned saint. You've been through some fires. You've been through some testing, and you can testify that Jesus is Lord. You say, he's still the king of my life. Things have not been easy all the time, but I want to tell you he's faithful. 
If you're a middle, you're growing in your faith. You're three, maybe five years, and, and you're getting strong and strengthening yourself. You're learning what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You're having the fire of God come into your life. The Word of God is sound in you. You're learning and getting stronger. If you're a little in our church, it means that you're coming to church and you're discovering the things of Christ. You're just discovering the power of the Word of God and just discovering what it means to be in the Spirit and maybe activate the spiritual gifts. So we've got the bigs, middles, and littles, right? The bigs are to help the middles. The middles are to help the littles. Are you with me? Anybody have a big family? Not anymore? Yeah, bigs, middles, and littles. And this thing in our culture right now, what what he's saying, what the author is saying is, I'm talking to everybody. I'm talking to everybody. Children. All of you together, corporately, I'm saying to you, I want you to first understand that your sins have been forgiven. That's good news, church. And I'm telling you, that is good news. We've got this buzz term that we're using, and it's come up, especially in 2020, but before that, we hear this, have you heard this, systemic problems, the word systemic. Systemic means that when you have a problem, it's not just in one part of your body. If you have systemic issues, health issues, it means it's from head to toe. It's all over the place. It might be in many organs. And listen, we have systemic issues in our country, don't we? We have systemic race issues, we have systemic political issues, we have systemic church issues, religion issues, we have systemic marital issues, we have systemic, we have systemic issues, don't we? But there's a bigger issue. Turn with me, if you will, in your Bible to John 16, 8. If you have a tablet or a Bible, I'd say you could open your notes, but you don't have any. Now, Jesus is telling the disciples that he is going to the cross. He's leaving. He's saying to them, I'm going to be crucified. And now listen, so many times we mess up what the Lord is saying. Because the disciples were expecting Jesus to come to be their political leader. They wanted him. I'm I'm in the in group. I'm in the blue group or I'm in the red group. Somebody help me. Somebody help me out. And you're going to be the most dominant one. You're going to be the one setting the laws and the precepts and the whole thing. And what you, go, what you do uh, as, as that political leader is you help me in my life as healthy, wealthy, prosperous, and perfect because you've come for me. <laughs> Sorry. They misunderstood. And Jesus is saying to them, I'm going to die on a cross. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I'm going to die on a cross. And it looks really bad to you. 2020 looks really bad to you. 2021 looks really bad to you. But I promise you, in the bad, I bring my good. I promise you, I have not left you, nor have I forsaken you. And I have to go. I know you're grieving, is what it says. It says in verse 5, 16, 5, you're grieving. They were grieving. You can't leave us. He says, if I don't go, you won't get the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has a function in the earth. Do you know what we need in America and on planet earth? We need revelation and a release of the Spirit of God. We need God to be released. We need need revelation. We need to know who we are. We need to know that we're saved. We need to know, listen, 
The church can't stay anemic anymore. The church can't stay weak anymore. We need the power of God. We need revelation to recognize what sin is. And then we need the Holy Spirit so that we could share it around the world like fire, like passing fire. Fire from one to another. Fire. So here's the function of the Holy Spirit. 16, 8. When he comes, Jesus says, I'm leaving. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin. The world is in the wrong. We've messed up the message. And about righteousness. The world doesn't understand what right standing is. Righteousness. How, am I, how do I get right with God? And judgment. Because we think the judgment is coming on us. Now watch this. Watch this. Verse 11. Uh, and about judgment. Okay, that, let me back up. Uh, about sin, nine, because people do not believe in me. About sin, because people don't believe in me. So what we've done in our culture is we believe in every kind of natural and human thing. Our idols are basketball players and football players and scientists and people who make cars. They're not a holy God. They're not Jesus. We believe in science and all kinds of worldly things, and we've exchanged the image of an immortal God for mortal things. And he says, you don't believe me. You don't understand. And then he goes on and he explains, that's sin. And it's about righteousness because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. In verses before, he says, you can go where I can go. I'm telling you that. Righteousness means that my right standing is only completed because Jesus came, lived a sinless life, he died, and now he has ascended to the Father. He has our victory. I'm right because he made it right. Church, do you understand? Listen to me. Sin doesn't wash off in the shower. It only comes from the blood of the Lamb of God. And when you're washed in the blood, you're made right. That's when we're right. That's when righteousness takes form. It's from the inside out. And then he says, and judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. See, we think, the world thinks that the judgment comes upon the people. No, the judgment fell on Jesus so that we could be spared and made righteous. He's sitting on the throne and the judgment now goes to the devil who belongs. Who belongs, he's the one who belongs getting the judgment. So we were, uh, we were at a restaurant the other day and the restaurant's close to the church and there was a young lady there, very sweet, bright, beautiful blue eyes, very attentive. And she was dressed in, uh, um, she had her paraphernalia on. She, she, she had her alternate lifestyle signs on. Y'all look at me like, what you mean, pastor? You know what I'm talking about. Head to toe, she was dressed in alternate life. She was displaying the fact that she lives an alternate. We call it an alternate lifestyle. The Bible calls it something else, right? She, she was head to toe, sweet as she can be, bright, wonderful, and awesome. And as she was serving us, the Lord said to me, um, ask her what she loves. And I said, <laughs> that's a strange question. <laughs> Because if I ask her what she loves, then what am I going to say, God, if she says something? Because I don't know what she's going to say. And so, so, so listen, when you obey God, when you obey God and you know God, you're listening, but he only gives you one piece. I'm a light unto your path. 
I'm a lamp unto your feet. I'm not going to give you everything. I'm going to give you this one step. Just obey me in that one step. So, so lunch was over. We were leaving and, and uh, they were closing the restaurant. And I said to her, I said, listen, uh, please, strange. This is strange, right? It's out of the blue. You know, I'm gonna, I want to ask you a question. And I, I said, you, maybe you can answer it, maybe not. She's like, okay. You know, she had her mask on. She had, a, she, was, she was, you know, she was gamed up head to toe. And I said, what do you love? And her eyes went up because she was thinking. And pretty quickly she said, I love my daughter. And then she said, and, and, and I love the environment. And I said, um, okay, because God didn't give me a thing. I said, okay. I said, when God gives me whatever is next, I'll tell you. Because we go to the restaurant. She kind of looked at me. She goes, okay. And she went back to cleaning. And so we left. I walked out of the parking lot. You guys are like, that was anticlimactic. He's left cliffhanger. No? No, 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 no. I got something for you. Hey, hold on. Hold on. I walked in the parking lot. As we're walking out, I said, God, what, what do I say? Well, she, said, she said, I love my daughter. She said, the next time you go in, because we go in often, next time you go in and she asks or, or it comes up, I want you to say to her, it's the perfect answer. I said, God, what do you mean it's the perfect answer? He said, she loves her daughter. And I want you to tell her when you get in a conversation that I'm her father and that I love my daughter. I love her. And, and, and listen, listen, whatever context we're in to try to get saved, if it's an alternate lifestyle, if it's a gender thing, if it's a political thing, if it's a racial thing, it's just an outer shell. And I want you to know that God says that lifestyle is sin, but I love you so much I died for you. And not only have I loved you that much, but I lived a perfect and sinless life and I'm ascended and seated at the right hand of the throne of God and that makes you right. And now I want you to know that you're not judged or condemned. And when you believe in me as savior, the devil gets it right in the teeth. We're not judged and condemned. The enemy is through the blood of Jesus. So back to the scripture in 1 John, children, children. I'm going to go in ascending order, children and then young men and then fathers and mothers, children. Here's what God is saying. What he says in the text, children that you may know, children, you're blessed, you're safe, that you know the father. This year in 2021, church, listen, if you're brand new, you're coming to the church, you've been a Christian for a year, you're sort of uh, uh, getting your feet wet, if you will. Just do this one thing this year. Go to the YouVersion Bible app. Learn to interface with God through the living word. That, that's it this year. If you're, if you're young in your faith, just, just interface. And YouVersion has all kinds of apps. It, excuse me. It is an app with all kinds of versions. All kinds of Bible studies. If you've never studied the Bible before, study the Bible for 15 minutes a day over the next seven days. Come on, is somebody with me? In seven days, you'll have a, a different perspective than you have today. Just start studying the Bible. Just start learning what it means to interface with God. Start educating yourself a little bit. Start watching a, a, a few things maybe online. Make sure you know who you're watching. <laughs> Priscilla said in her message that her and her family went on a, 
an African safari, and in, on the safari, they were like, yes, yeah, so, you know, we can't wait to go see the lions. But the safari guide stopped um, to uh, look at the zebras. And she was like, you know, can you please hurry up? I want to go see the lions. And the guide said, I, there's, there's a foal, a zebra baby, a young zebra, and I haven't seen it in a while. And he said, the reason why I haven't seen it in a while is because when those babies are born, the mother zebra takes that zebra, the baby zebra, away from the rest of the zebras for a, a pretty extended period of time. Because what, what needs to happen is that baby needs to imprint on its mother. And then he went on to say that all, we think that all, all zebras kind of look alike to me, right? Was, they all got kind of like stripies. That's not true. On their forehead, they have a configuration of stripes that is as unique as a human fingerprint. Every single one of them is, is distinctly different. So the reason why the mother takes the foal away is so the foal just looks at the fingerprint of the mother so that when they join all the other stripes, he can distinguish his mother among the stripes. And what God is saying to us is he's saying, I just need you in 21 to learn how to hear me speak and to see my face so that you're not deceived by other voices. I, I just, just, come, just interface with me, just interface. And it is a discipline. It starts out as a discipline. You turn the TV off in the evening. Come on, don't throw things at me. Just, just give, yourself, give yourself an extra 30 minutes. So in your normal, you can estimate your normal time that you go to bed. And so some people will do it in the evening. Some people do it in the morning. Either create your space in the evening or in the morning. And then just get the Bible, the YouVersion Bible app. Choose what you want. And then it'll self-guide you right through it. Get a friend. Better yet, get a friend to go through it with you and have a little comment that you put down there. This is what I feel like God said to me. He just says, listen, just begin to know me. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, young men and young women, maybe you're year three or year five. You're, you have grown up a little bit. You're starting to understand a little bit about the word of God. And God says here, now, young men, you're two things. You're strong, young men and women. You're strong. You're developing your strength and you've overcome the evil one. And what the Lord is saying to us is that I want you to picture what you see in your regular life. We have a 14-year-old. He's about to be 15. Um, and he is, he's an adolescent. He's getting stronger. He is, uh, he wears a size 13 shoe. I mean, kind of like skis. <laughs> and he's thin and he's, and he's fit. And so we've been real careful. He's an athlete. We've been real careful and said to him, you cannot lift weights, listen to me, when you're a baby, you're a little baby, you're forming, and then through adolescence, you're forming, and if you're an athlete, it's important that you don't go into the gym too soon. Because if you go into the gym too soon, it's bad for your tendons and your ligaments and your muscles and even for your bones because you're weight-bearing before you're ready to weight-bear. Now you can do push-ups and sit-ups and plyometrics and you can jump rope, you can do, you can do pull-ups, you can do all that stuff because you're bearing your own body weight. That's enough. But now that he's 14 or he's 15, it's been time for him to get into the gym and he's starting to get strong, y'all. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he has his shirt off. <laughs> and he's just, 
every time he can see himself, he's like. Because what's been on the inside is starting to be seen on the outside. Come on, young Christians. Year three, five, Christians, what's been on the inside, the practice, the genetics, what's been on the inside, you're now starting to bear weight. And it's time, listen to me, church, it's time to bear weight. It's time to get stronger in the Lord. It's time to, it's time to push yourself a little bit. And, and I want to ask you to do this. Listen to me and pray. We've got people that are coming back to church, coming back to church. But the, the middles who've been here to serve the littles are not here because they're the servant leaders who were taking care of the littles. And so I'm asking you, if you're on that end of the stream or if you're here and you're a middle, to ask the Lord. As I'm teaching right now, just ask the Lord, Lord, where would you have me serve? Because you have to have, how many of you have little kids around you? Little ones. Come on, raise your hand. How many of you have littles? All right. The littler they are, the smaller they are, the closer you have to stay. We have an 18-month-old in our house, and that little dude, if you turn your head for one second, he's climbing. He's got four Legos in his mouth. And you, you know what I'm saying? And so we need the middles to serve the littles. We, we need, so we need, we, need, we need to serve. We need to start bearing weight, strength. We need to prove our strength. And then secondly, he says, now, listen church, now it's time that you face the enemy. It's time that you face the devil. And, and we've got this, see, we've got this thing in America that, that really, I grew up Catholic. And, you know, when we talk about the demonic, it's like spooky, kooky, and weird, and the enemy, you know, the enemy is, I, I want you to just listen. There is, there is this idea that like God and the devil are arm wrestling. And God and, the, and it's God and it's the devil. And it's God and it's the devil. And it's God and it's the devil. Now, now listen, that comes from a different theology that's in this book. <laughs> because the picture that's in this book is God saying to the devil, you ready? Yeah, boom. Are you ready? Yes, boom. Are you ready? Get 10 of you. Boom. Are you ready? Get 100. Get 100 friends. You ready? Boom. Get 1,000. Get 10,000. Get 10 million. All of you put your hands on my hand. You ready? Yep. Boom. There's no contest. There is, you are strong and it's time to exert your strength against the evil one. He's taken enough from your family. Listen, he's taken enough from you in 2020. He scared you enough. Ooh, I have a string of things I want to say, but I'm going to chill right now. I have a string of things. Just He has scared you enough. That's enough. Don't let him scare you anymore. Don't let him push you around anymore. It's time to move forward in 2021. The devil, the devil himself. The word huptaso is a word that says that you are a general. Those of you in the military, you are a general. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in you and he's a general. And Satan is a, an enlisted foot soldier. <laughs> if you don't know it, generals say what they want to, to foot soldiers. But we have been, we've been terrified and we've been, you know, Hollywood-ized. <laughs> I know that's not a word. <laughs> Hollywood. And I was in seminary and, you know, I'm, 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 I grew up Catholic, and, I, and I've got a little bit that, you know, it's spooky. You know, it just feels spooky. What do I do? And what do I say? And I'm no match for some unseen entity, and I want you to know this. You're not. 
but there's an unseen entity in you who is a match for the unseen enemy, and he knows it. And so I'm teaching, I'm teaching the Bible, I'm just starting to teach the Bible, and I'm in this little clubhouse, and some of you have heard me teach this story before, and a lady's manifesting. What I mean by manifesting is she's growling at me. Like, I'm teaching, and she's, she's growling. She's like third row, you know, from Tampa campus, like right here, like, and I'm like, dang. (laughs) Well, what's that, what's that all about? She's making faces. I mean, making so making faces so ardently that I could see. You know, you have you know you have muscles in your jaws that go like this. I could see the striations in her muscles, gnashing. The Bible calls it gnashing her teeth. She's growling at me. And so, some of you are freaked out already. Like, don't tell me this story. I want to go home. So I go to my professors and I say, I go to four of them in a row and I say, this is happening in my ministry. She was satanically, ritually abused as a child. She has multiple personalities, but she also has, she's demonized. She's, and wherever you were broken through your childhood, that's the gateway or the opening that the enemy attaches himself to. So you have scientific things going on and you got spiritual things going on and they attend each other. That's why we need to get healed. That's why we need the power of the Holy Ghost. We need baptism in the Holy Spirit in, this, in the middles years. We, heck, we need it when we're the littles. It's time to be baptized by the fire of the Holy Spirit so that we can encounter what's in us. And so back to the story, I go to my professors and I say, this lady is growling at me and whatever. And all four of them, they go, mm-mm, she's not. I'm like, yes, she is. I'm, she's, she's scaring me. And we had encounters during service and after service and the whole thing. And one day after the service, she had run into the glass door. She was trying to leave service. She's running across the parking lot. I'm chasing her. And I said, in the name of Jesus. I just called out the name of Jesus. I said, and it looked like somebody shot her with a shotgun. She just dropped right there. She didn't go another step. And I walked up to her and her back was to me. And I said, Karen, her name's Karen. I said, Karen. And you know that old exorcist movie? Serious. Her head went from here to here. She went, whoop, her head went all the way around. She was like, leave us alone. In a man's voice, I was like, petrified. Have you ever been so scared that your knees hit together? (laughs) Mortified. I was I was immobilized, and then the power of God hit me. I could feel it hit my head, and I stood up like this, and I said, I just started speaking to her, and she went, she stood up, she went into her house, and over a period of, I'll tell you the rest of the story, I mean, because we had encounter after encounter after encounter after encounter, over a period of three years, we saw her go from demonized and destroyed to delivered, completely delivered, delivered. So listen to me. It's time to kick him out of your house. It's time to kick him out of your school. It's time to kick him out of your mind. It's time to kick him out of your marriage. It's time. And you're going to be freaked out because he's going to show up. Don't ask him. Don't say, come on, I want to fight you. Don't ever say that. Don't ever pick a fight. Because whenever you're walking for Jesus, he's going to pick the fight with you. And but when, now, How many of your parents told you this? But if you have to, you better win it. But if you have to, if there's a bully, you have to. You better defend yourself. 
And you better defend the weak. Don't sit around. We can't sit around here anymore and let the devil steal from us. We can't. You're going to be afraid. He's going to manifest. And after that encounter, those encounters, I went, to my, I went to one professor, one professor, and I said, what do I do? He said, do what's in the book. You have a Bible? He was kidding with me because I was a seminary student. I said, yeah, I do. I have one. Y'all missed that. Sorry, I went too fast. He said, do you have a Bible? I said, yeah, I have a Bible. He said, do what's in the book of Luke. Whenever she responds, because the book of Luke chapter 10 says, I've given you all authority. Come on, let that go roll as a wave in the name of Jesus. I've given you all authority over the power of the enemy. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to cleanse the leper. You're going to raise the dead. I've given, you, I've given you all authority over the devil. I've given you all authority. I'm not giving you the authority. God did. God gave you the authority in Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and so there's all, we, we feel so spooked. We're so cooked by stuff that we're like, and so I went back and I said to my professor, Dr. Cable, God bless Dr. Cable. I love you. Thank you for teaching me the word of God. They say, do what's in the Bible. I went back to him after that encounter with her and I was, I was still afraid and I couldn't sleep for a week. And, and I was like, oh, there's a demon around every bush, you know. And he was like, come on. He said, stop all that. He said, go to sleep in peace, pray in peace, pray over your babies in peace, pray over your wife in peace, pray over your home in peace. God has saved you. He's healed you. He's protected you. And you are in Jesus. Walk in your authority. Walk in who you are. Here at the Tampa campus, and this happens, this happens more than you think it does. And, and so uh, uh, in different places, there's Santeria, there's Santeria right here in Tampa. It's, it's big. Santeria is the occult, happens to be a Latin version of the occult. There's lots of, of, of occult. And the occult wants to stay hidden. Here's what the devil does. He wants to stay hidden as long as he can so that he can surprise you or that he can affect you without you even knowing he's affecting you. But as soon as you walk for God, he'll manifest like a roaring lion to intimidate you, to back you up. And so on our property here at the Tampa campus, we had a priest, Santorian priest, they had to have been, whoever it was, and they came and did sacrificial, they sacrificed on the property. They said, cut the head off of a chicken and cut the head off of a goat and bled it, and there were blood curses that go with them. And, you know, the curses that came down, they, you know, blah, blah, hocus pocus. <laughs> right? Now listen, some of that's very real, some of it's trash. But whether it's real or trash, we have a master who's over it all. So they, came to the, so they came to the campus. They did the deal. Our staff was flipped out. Ah, just freaked out. I'm not touching that thing. We, we said, somebody needs to go over there and put it in the dumpster. Because it was on a, like on a sheet. And we have a lady in our church who's, who's a, 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 an amazing lady. She was kind of in the middle, working hard in the middle. And it, she was the one that had to go out there, but she got over her fear. She said she was like knees knocking because, you know, here's what we think. If I touch that, I'm cursed. No, no, no. She wrapped that thing up. She took it over to the dumpster, tossed it in the dumpster. And look, we had blessing, salvation, grace, earnestness. Her life wasn't touched. She was absolutely fine. She got over her fear. She's like, let's do this. You understand? Are you with me? You say, you say, a ministry is doing something right when the devil's trying to stop it. 
A family is doing something right when the devil's trying to stop it. A marriage is doing something right when the devil tries to stop it. Don't try to pick a fight. Just live for Jesus, and I promise he's going to come into the picture. And when he does, <laughs> give it to him. Fathers and mothers. Fathers and mothers. So it says that we've known him who was from the beginning. And the Bible is teaching us that there are some people who have, they've gone through past year 10. They've, they've, they've gone through things in their marriage. They've gone through struggles. If you've, if you've been married more than six months, you've gone through some things. Can I get an amen? amen. Just don't say it too heartily. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> you, you've, you've, seen the, you've seen the work of the devil. You've overcome him. You've seen crazy things. Listen, listen we, we could, if, depending on what age you are, you could actually say, to, you, you could say this. You could say, I lived when there was no internet. <laughs> to some, that's just like, what? <laughs> what? Telephones, all telephones had cords. If you were cool, you had a 30-footer. You could go like into four rooms. You remember? How long's your cord? <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? This cord, the cord was like. <laughs> All information? If you wanted information, it was in a, it was in a book. <laughs> How crazy is that? You wanted information. Do you remember? Okay, look. We lived through Y2K. Do you remember Y2K? It's over. We're gonna we're gonna die. It's over. Gonna die. It's over. <laughs> we lived through 2008 and the crash. We lived through 2008. We lived through 2011. We lived through 2020. And we're gonna live through 2021. Jesus is Lord. He didn't leave us then. He's not going to leave us now. The devil didn't get me then. He's not going to get me now. I'm a free person in a free nation. And I will stand for Jesus who is the Lord because I know him who is from the beginning. And we need the fathers. We need the mothers. We need the bigs to tell the middles and the middles to tell the littles. Jesus is faithful. You follow him. Jesus is faithful. I'll end with this. We're beginning our fast this Wednesday. We're going we're gonna to fast and we're going to pray as a church. We, and we mean it. We're going to fast and we're going to pray. It's time to, it's time to pray and fast. It's time to encounter the Holy Ghost and, and walk in a way that God has us to walk in. To walk. And, and so if you're a little, I want to encourage you, just take a step. It's a three-week period. It's 21 days. We go from now, next Wednesday, till the first Wednesday of February. We celebrate that first Wednesday. I want you to come. I want you to come to noon prayer at the Tampa campus. Come. Come and pray. If you can't, dial in online. Let's pray. Let's focus our lives. Take one little step, church. Listen, if you're a little, take one little step. Fast for three days. If you've never fasted food, choose that for a half day. If you've never fasted for a full day, fast for a full day. If you're a middle, give yourself some places where you fast for three days solid and 
Maybe you try water fast for a little while. You fast, then you rest for a day, then you fast again. Give yourself measurable goals because if you don't, you'll look at 21 days and you'll go, I'm out. I can't do it. Littles, middles, bigs. If you're a big, (laughs) don't give yourself a pass. Come on, bigs. This is not a diet, although we all need one. (laughs) Last year was a long year for me, y'all. I'm telling you, it was a long year. If, if, you've never, if you've never water fasted, so what I'm going to do, just as an example, because of the condition, because of all I've been through last year and this year, starting the year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take away all sweets and all carbs. Now listen, <laughs> get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> so that's tough enough, isn't it? So the first week, that's what I'm going to do. The second week, I'm going to remove those lean meats. I'm going to do vegetables. The last week I'm going to do half juice. And then the last part of that last week I'm going to do water. And I would, normally I'd be much more aggressive. But having been through what I've been through and knowing where I am, I feel like that's what the Lord has said. So what God wants you to do right now, listen, he wants you to know that he's Lord. He wants you to ask him, what do you want me to do when I fast and pray? You, you show me Jesus, what you want me to do. And then just follow him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? How many of you, just by the raising of hands, by the raising of hands, you'd say, listen, I want to take my my next step in Jesus. Raise your hand for me. All over the house. I'm going to pray quickly. Lord, thank you that you have given us the strength to take the next step in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, with heads bowed and eyes closed, with every voice, every voice, every voice at home, would you say this with me? We're going to pray to receive Christ. Say, Lord Jesus. You know that I'm a sinner. Save me. I need you. I give up my life and place it in your hands. I receive you today as my Lord. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this weekend's message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash crossingchurch and follow us on social media at We Are Crossing. We hope you'll join us in our 21-day fast this year. It begins Wednesday, January 13th, and you can find all the information at wearecrossing.com fast. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.